for it. What what were you just saying? I was like, speaking of sleep. Tell me about it. Well, we're going to talk today about this, the street in Las Vegas that never sleeps. I'm not talking about the world famous Las Vegas Strip. Oh, no. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm talking about Spring Mountain Road, a.k.a. Chinatown. A.k.a. it's Chinatown Jake. What? And my name is Jake. And this is from Chinatown, Roman Polanski film. Don't watch it anymore. It's very controversial. And he's a sexual predator. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're anyway, really knocking this one out of the park we're doing already good, we're doing good. but anyway welcome thank you for joining us guys this is wild and free a battleborn podcast as always i'm your co-host allison and i'm joined by hello this is jacob and i'm not hungry but we're going to be talking about food which will make me hungry this will be the episode about food folks yes yes so almost to... exclusively maybe i think so yeah a couple okay. a couple of uh drink options as well anyway we're here to talk about chinatown if you weren't able to discern that earlier so let's just uh jump right to it um decided to do this episode because we happen to enjoy a lot of food and beverage Mm. options primarily food in chinatown right and we wanted to share some of this with our listeners well so what i think inspired this episode was our visit collectively to a chinese restaurant so it was all of the wild and free team except for B, unfortunately, who we're going to call her out, doesn't really like spicy food. Mm-hmm. So uh, she doesn't fit in with us just on that one issue. Um, but uh, I know this is a restaurant you want to talk about, so I'll pass it off to you, Allison. But where did we go, and what did we eat there, and why was it so delicious? We went to Chengdu yes. Taste Of. Does it have a second, does it have a name? Chengdu? I think it's just Chengdu. Chengdu Taste. Chengdu, Chengdu Taste, taste. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes, and it is um, located in Chinatown, as you mentioned, just a um, couple of locales away from... Uh, Golden Tiki? Yes, yes, yes. And well, right I, next to? Well, I was going to say the gym, Floyd Mayweather's <laughs> gym. We're always talking about sexual aggressors on this. Right, and it also was right next to the Las Vegas Little Theater, yes. more importantly. More importantly. Because that's a great place. And actually, like, if you want to make a date out of it, like, it'd be wonderful if you went to check out a show and then you get some dinner and it's right around the corner. Um, just a little um, disclaimer, they do have a wait for tables, but it is... Oh, at Chengdu, yes. At Chengdu, yeah. yes. Yeah. But it is so worth it. So we were finally... Oh, yeah. We finally checked it out. It was fantastic. So it is from the Sichuan. Uh, province of China, and so it tends to be on the spicy side. Although we didn't find it super, no. super spicy. No, no, it wasn't. It was not definitely not the spiciest food I've had. Maybe the spiciest Chinese food I've had, but mm-hmm. definitely not the spiciest food. But we got a variety of of meats and vegetables, um, and uh, of course, two out of our party were at the time doing keto diet, mm-hmm. and uh, we were able to pretty. I was I failed where where Jose's sister did not, but um, you can be pretty you pretty never flexible. Fail. Well, never only in algebra. Sorry, Jose. Well, so we got <laughs> this interesting um, lamb. They called it the toothpick lamb dish. Oh, right? that was so good. Um, like melt in your mouth. Yeah, that was delicious. They had this um, tofu thing, and then these like wok fried bok choy type things. Yeah. Um, so that was really, really tasty. There's no ambiance to speak of, and they don't no. serve alcohol, but it is BYOB. So right. that's appreciated. Which which I think blew all of our minds while we were there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
pretty so, yeah. pretty interesting. You don't get that a lot in Las Vegas, except, you know, if you're doing it on the down low. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was kind of what prompted uh, uh, the conversation to talk about uh, Chinatown food. So what are some of the uh, places that you enjoy visiting? Well, um, so one of uh, my favorites, as well as I think the podcast favorites uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to Chinatown food is Korean barbecue. And we have done another outing as as the podcast crew to Hobak, which means pumpkin in Korean, mm-hmm. according to my, a quick Google search. Um, but Hobak is uh, kind of one of the more modern e uh, Korean barbecue restaurants here in Las Vegas, um, kind of made to look like you're eating a, kind of on a street. It's very lots of like stainless steel and like kind of like street signs, um, a little bit different than some of the other Korean barbecue places that you will be. I know I found their service to be the best of any of the Korean barbecue places that I have been in uh-huh. Las Vegas. Um, the like the staff there were, you know, on it when it came to cooking food. I know every other time I've gone to Korean barbecue, like generally the table cooks the food more than the staff. And this it was like every every second, it was like we had a waitress coming over and like flipping our meat. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, no, and there's something to be said about cooking your own food. But, yeah. Um, but these pe- they, they're just in and out. Right. Yeah. It was very, very cool. They also had... <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got, we got a nice, like a, uh, tower of soju bomb, uh-huh, uh-huh. which was cool too. Cause, cause that's something I never thought I would ever partake. I mean, it I like soju young, booms, It was a young lady's birthday. It we was, had to celebrate. it was, it was, it was a birthday party and <laughs> we celebrated. laughing at the young lady? <laughs> <laughs> it was, calls herself that. it was like a third 21st birthday. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Is that, exactly. that's what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Yeah, I um, know. I agree. It's a fantastic space. Yeah, um, wait times there are quite uh, yeah. insane, but um, uh, they, like the attention to detail is really fantastic. So mm-hmm. they have like this little popcorn machine you can snack on, right? And they also have like a little Windex or not Febreze. Windex, but Febreze thingy because it does get right. smoky in there. And they have toothbrushes in the bathroom. Uh-huh, and which was wash. also like yeah. really phenomenal. And so I was talking with my sister-in-law who is Korean and was describing her the restaurant and she she was was very surprised about how modern it sounded. Mm-hmm. So um, I know uh, my brother will be going there the next time he's in town. We'll be taking my brother. So you can yeah. also, as he is a Korean barbecue connoisseur, we'll also be able to give us some feedback on yeah, that. That'll yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. What are, what's a place that you enjoy um, so, like, my absolute, absolute favorite place to eat, probably in the city, really is Raku. It's in mm-hmm. what some people call Little Soul Plaza. Um, there's, like, five or, I don't know, like, ten different little restaurants in yeah. that little plaza. But Raku was, um, is a, is a sushi and isakaya. Isakaya are Japanese tapas. They're mm-hmm. little dishes, and they specialize particularly in skewers, all types of like veggie and protein-based skewers. And the the quality of the meat and the vegetables is really just you know supreme, the best there is around. And like the way that they grill it is just like 
perfection. And so I've celebrated many a birthday there. And the sushi is fantastic as well. And sometimes people think Japanese food and think like it's going to be super inaccessible. But actually, like if you go the isakaya, like the skewers route, actually, it's quite accessible. And, you know, and it's um, dimly lit. It's really small and intimate. So it's not like a place to go and like party per se. But like for like a cute um, or intimate birthday celebration, it's like perfect. The bathrooms are interesting. I'm not going to reveal everything that goes on in the bathrooms but they're really really fun what does that mean you just gotta go you just gotta check it out and um also in that same plaza like my second favorite place to go to is raku suites which is owned by the same um same gentleman mitsuo Mm -hmm. endo and raku suites is a uh, japanese pastry spot um, and they, you can tell that they have like these French influences, but like with Japanese sensibility is what I like to describe it. And it's a little space. They have like maybe four little tables and then there's this bar up front and you can see while the pastry chefs are making your desserts. So there's like mm. maybe seven desserts to choose from. If you go on the weekend, they have this fabulous prefix menu where you get to select a cute little um, sandwich and a dessert. But like the pastries, th- it takes them like 20 minutes to make them like they're putting on, they're putting things in there with like tweezers and everything and there's this one called mount fuji that has like this custard made out of green apples and everything is just like super just precious you know like very methodical and beautiful and nothing is like super overpowering so again a fabulous place like for a date or to go out with um friends cannot recommend it enough super fabulous so also in that same shopping plaza Mm -hmm. um another japanese restaurant that um, I frequent, uh, particularly, as I will mention, because my brother, when my brother comes into town, it's one of his favorites, which is Japanese Curry Zen. Mm-hmm. Same shopping center, completely opposite ambiance. So it is very uh, low-key. Um, when you go in, it's you know you it's a very small space. Um, but Japanese curry is unlike any curry you've ever had, unless you've had Japanese curry before. Um, so it looks like brown gravy. That's the best way to describe it. That I think um, it is quite possibly the spiciest food I've ever had. Really? Um, yeah, Japanese curry. Uh, well, if you get the spicy, you don't have to get the spicy. I've never but, had the spicy. Um, but the spicy is very very spicy. I think one time I got. Like, I think I want to, if I remember correctly, they do a scale of one to 10. I think I got an eight uh-huh. and my mouth was burning worse than any food I've ever had. What's making it spicy? The, I, it's the, the type of curry that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so typically though, with the Japanese curry, so you have the brown gravy, which is the curry, a meat, um, you know, oftentimes it's pork katsu, chicken katsu. There's also some other different types of meat you can get. And then white rice, or you can get like the white and the white and wild rice mixed, which is usually what I get when I go there just because I like the flavors um, a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. But it is a, it's a very uh, like comforty food type place. Like it's not fancy at all. Um, it's a stick to your ribs oh, kind yeah. of curry. Yeah, yeah, like you you eat Japanese curry and that is like your meal for the day. And if you're eating it at night, you're going to sleep real well unless you get this super spicy and then you maybe not sleep as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's definitely a good spot. Um, you know, I particularly enjoy it when I want that spicy kick mm-hmm. to my food. Um, and I don't, I only ever eat it when my brother's in town. I, I don't, I don't make it a habit of going there unless he's in town just because it's one of his favorite spots and I don't want to have to like, uh, I don't want to go there so often to where it's not special anymore. Right. So, I, got so you. I, I let you know that I like to make places 
I have to go to specific places sometimes just for specific reasons. Mm-hmm. Japanese crazy, and I only go there when my brother's in town. Interesting. So, um, well, if you find yourself in that plaza, and for some reason Joe wants to try Italian and Japanese food, <laughs> he can venture a couple um, little whatever cars away <laughs> from that spot and head to uh, Trattoria Nakamura-ya. That place is fabulous. So uh, it's Japanese Italian food. And so they use um, very delicate Italian style noodles, mm-hmm. but there's like a lot of uh, miso in there, some yuzu, a lot of fresh mm. seafood, um, kurubuto or kurubata uh, sausage and... Um, there, no, nothing is like super creamy, super cheesy. It's all very light and refreshing. Um, and again, their prefix menu is a really good deal. You can get like um, an appetizer and an entree with wine. And um, again, I, it looks like all I'm doing is recommending date spots tonight. Yeah, right? you, I'm putting you're, it out you're, into yeah, the something's world. on your mind. It is, yeah. yes, for sure. So uh, if you guys want to check something, um, something more unique, Nakamura, yeah, in Little Soul. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds sounds great. I have not been there. I I think for me, I've strayed away not because of any other reason that anytime I'm in that shopping plaza, I go to Japanese curry zen. I hear you. So yeah. you know, we stick all... stick with what you know. Sometimes, so I agree. Especially when there's people from out of town. Yeah. Uh, so kind of switching it up a little bit, but since we were talking about sweets earlier, um, I quite enjoy a lot of the bakeries that are in Chinatown, and there are a ton. I feel like there's a new bakery pretty much every like month or so that yeah. pops up in Chinatown, so it's hard for me to keep track. And of course, as I mentioned, I like to go to the places that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite of the bakeries, and I go, I've been to many of them, but the one I continue to go back to is Crown Bakery. That was actually yeah. the first one I discovered via Yelp uh, when I moved to the west side of town. Um, and so that's kind of like just, you know, it's the one I can trust. It's the one I know that I'm always going to find something I like there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's their roll cakes are probably the thing that I've gone back for the most. Roll um, cake. Which, what, what's that? It's like, the, it's like, looks like a little pinwheel kind of thing okay yeah is it chocolatey? um you can get there's different flavors okay. so um but i think that's that was for whatever reason that was the first thing i got and i still really like them but they have a variety of um you know primarily japanese inspired or Ch- and chinese inspired sweets how's, and baked goods how's their honey toast game i have not had their honey toast really? to be honest hmm. yeah normally i go in there for like some sort of roll and coffee like it's, uh-huh. and their coffee is actually pretty good, um, so that's that's what I go in there for. Um, again, I I like the like to try different rolls or whatnot um, and get there, but yeah, I've not had their honey toast, hmm. so I imagine they do it. I just have not. That's not been something that I have gotten there, um, but wow. it is it is definitely a delicious place. Um, if you haven't ever been to an, uh, one of the Asian bakeries, it's a good place to start because they are. Yeah. From what I understand, it's one of the ones that's been around longer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been around since at least 2009 when I moved to that part of town. So okay. yeah, hmm. very delicious and a good place to get coffee too. Yeah. Well, so um, to continue with your line of sweets, I do want to mention. Well, I want to talk about the Shanghai Plaza. I think that's going to be the hottest item this summer and fall. So it's a plaza. <laughs> no, it is, literally. It's like you're wearing it. 
It's the hottest item. Yeah. It's like a belly chain. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, the Shanghai Plaza um, just opened up. It's not fully operational. The, right. Not everything is. Um, there's a bunch of vacant things in there. But I recently went to We're a Thai. So We're a Thai has a location is a Thai restaurant on West Delicious. Sahara. Right. And this place is a little bit different. So I think it's called it, it's called We're a Street. And it's kind of mm. channeling um, the now closed Chada oh, Street. Okay. Yeah. So it's Thai street food. Um, but the place is like super cute. It has this wall garden, all these like floral f- uh, paper flower arrangements on the walls mm-hmm. and the bar area. They didn't have the liquor license yet when I went, but like the bar looked really, really cute. And oh, I get, cool. like a great place to go uh, with your girlfriends, like for a girl's night oh, okay. out. Okay, girl's yeah. night out this time. Yeah, Got girl's it. night cool. out um, right. or guys and gals. It looks to be like a really lively place. Um, to go and hang out. And on that visit, I went to this place called Sweet Honey Dessert. Um, I believe it's a, uh, maybe not a franchise, but they have locations in California. Mm. And they have a lot of like jelly-based kind of uh, and shaved ice kind of desserts. Oh, okay. But there was Very this good. really interesting thing called Mount Fuji. And it had like different scoops of ice cream in it and then some jello things and some fresh fruit. And um, Oh, that sounds delicious. And they have a nice outdoor area. So I I can see like the whole plaza like bustling on a weekend. Um, yeah. At this time, they don't have any bars in there yet, though. So I think they should put in a couple places really to make sure that you go there and you can hang out for a couple uh, of hours. But um, I foresee that being a, a hot spot. That sounds great. Now, yeah. did you have the honey toast? Or just the Mount Fuji? Or you did know, you... Now that you say that, they didn't have honey toast. It was more like jelly type of dessert. Gotcha. I, I wonder, though, too, if honey toast hasn't peaked in Las Vegas. Because there was a while there, I felt like it was everywhere. Yeah, Even that restaurants it, that, that wouldn't normally serve it would have a honey correct. toast. Correct. I think it went yeah. the way of, like, sun-dried tomatoes. Right. And frozen yogurt shops. Yeah. yeah. Or durian ice cream. Now we're just, like, naming things right. that we yeah. eat. <laughs> so, anyway, it may yeah. not be... It could just be us, but it may not be as popular as it once was. But yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, speaking of Thai, since you mentioned that, so yeah. I love Thai. Thai is probably my favorite type of food, uh, particularly type of Asian food. Um, now, the way that I do Thai, which is, should not surprise listeners who have been listening to this episode, is I like specific things at specific Thai restaurants in particular. Mm-hmm. So I go if I want X, Y, and Z, or if I want one dish, I will go to one Thai restaurant. If I want a different dish, I will go to another but my favorite Thai place in Chinatown is Krung Siam. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is my favorite that I've gone to many, many times. Um, and my favorite dish there is their Radnar. So if I want Radnar, that's where I go. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of have like the, kind of like the noodles and gr- it's more of a gravy than it is a, I, I mean, it's kind of like looks more like a gravy. Uh-huh. Um, but it is very, very good. The other dish that I've gotten there frequently is their pineapple fried rice. It's not my favorite pineapple fried rice, but it is very good. Um, but the Radnar with chicken is just out of this world. Mm. Um, and Krung Siam also happens to do karaoke some nights. I don't remember the nights that they do it. They also have like live music, like somebody playing keyboard and singing oftentimes as well um i i feel like it's a party spot but not i've never been there when there's been a party there because i usually eat like lunch there or something but i feel like it could be a party spot and it's been there a long time again too gotcha gotcha yeah um so actually that that's interesting that you say about like the party spot because i um 
like I have a couple things that I'd like to bring up. Like one of the things that I really like about Chinatown is that it's open far past some of the restaurants open are open way past mm. like uh, closures both in downtown and on the strip. So a lot of the places close at like four o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. So a lot of the chefs on the strip or downtown after their shifts, they'll head over to Chinatown. Actually, you'll right. often find them at Raku and other places. But so it's a great place to, you know, like there's something to be said, obviously, about like crappy, greasy food. But if you want to sit down for an actual meal at two o'clock in the morning, it can be done in Chinatown. Yeah. So I that's what I appreciate about that. And actually, you don't just have to go to PTs or like a cafe at a casino. You can go to Chinatown and get real food. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's lively, too. I like, you know, it's always bustling. There's music going on. There's, it, it, I just like the vibe of it a lot. And so actually in prepping for this episode, um, I started to research because I was like, I mean, you and I know quite a lot about Las Vegas history, mm-hmm. but like when we talk about, like we talk about it uh, so much in relation to downtown Las Vegas, the right. historic website, et cetera. And I was like, well, how long has this Chinatown been around? And I was actually really surprised to learn that it only um, opened, well, the ground, uh, they started developing it in 1995. That's wow. fairly recently and like uh, completed everything in like 1998. And um, the developers, they had this idea. So it was people that had gone to like more suburban areas of the U.S. like versus like New York and San Francisco where it's like an actual like you know, like a, it's like a, a na- urban it's neighborhood. A town. Yeah. 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 Right. And so like looking towards Los Angeles and San Diego and other places where it's kind of like, it has a strip mall kind of feel. Mm-hmm. And usually like it's in like, kind of like in the outskirts of city or not like in downtown proper. So it's like a whole voyage to get to it. So you use your vehicle to get there. Right. You park. And usually like it's anchored by a supermarket, in this case, 99 Ranch Market. Right. And so people would go out there and they'd get their shopping done. Then they'd get some lunch, head over to like the movie theater. Maybe there's a travel agent or a chiropractor, mm-hmm. but like all your needs were met and you could spend the entire afternoon. That's cool. So I thought that was kind of of interesting yeah. right yeah that's super i mean super interesting mm-hmm. particularly knowing that you'd have like you have to have a car really to go there now there's there's definitely places to live near there but i'm sure in the 90s it probably was not not like that no. and, and that i mean it's amazing to think too as as when we were researching this this episode like that's the same time that the fremont street experience awning was put up mm-hmm. so like that's not really that long ago at all for like these two things that are now we for us are institutions and synonymous with Las Vegas. Like yeah. living here, you think of the Fremont Street Experience awning and Chinatown as like, oh, these things have to have been here forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now for us, they have, but for not a, not other people, not. But it yeah. does. It is very synonymous. Yeah, That's so I interesting. That was really interesting. And we yeah. were actually in LA. We walk. Um, we drove by Chinatown, and we were talking about that, like how it just seems like you could. It just goes on and on, and obvi- like you have street vendors too. Mm. So like the. These Chinatowns um, in suburban areas, you know, they're definitely going for a different vibe, depending, relying on use of, of your vehicle. Um, I kind of like the walking, the endless walking through like a village, a Chinatown yeah. type village. 
Um, but again, it's a reflection of where you're building it. And I was bringing, I was mentioning actually that I came across an article that was talking about the demise of Chinatown, some Chinatowns in mm. the United States, as more and more people are starting to move to downtown areas. Right. Um, people are, and also like rents are going up. Right. But interestingly enough, there are some residential options being built as we speak in Chinatown. So it'd be yeah. interesting to see what the next 10 years, you know, as we have this, the second phase of downtown rede- redeveloping going right. on, what happens in Chinatown? Yeah. And I mean, I am not a developer by any meant or in, into real estate, but I could see Chinatown almost becoming like a, like a second downtown or a second, like just with all the options to eat and drink and live and shop. Like it could really, I mean, it could I be more there. so than, yeah, I would, I would, there. I would totally yeah. live there. I mean, it's, I live pretty close now, but I would totally live, live there. If I could, if I knew I could walk to, Mm-hmm. places to eat and drink and shop like that would be pretty awesome because i could probably afford it more than i could afford downtown yeah yeah, yeah, so. yeah. well and also like there's so many restaurants you would never you wouldn't you can't visit everything no. um there is a uh local food critic who one time i read estimated that there, there's probably around 600 restaurants whoa i reached out to a local friend that um works at edo tapas right. which we have also been to is mm-hmm. located in chinatown we love spanish tapas and i asked him and he was like i literally do not know because there's like the bigger establishments but then right. there's like the little ramen shop that seats six people yeah you know so yeah. um yeah you could live there and not visit everything oh easily yeah easily well, speaking yeah. of institutions, though, mm-hmm. in Chinatown, um, it's not Asian food, but uh, Ronald's Donuts. Mm-hmm. They're like a Las Vegas institution that has been on Spring Mountain forever. And when you walk into Ronald's Donuts, you are transported to another time. A time where donuts are not, don't have bacon yeah. and like yeah, yeah. cereal on them. A time when donuts are simply made out of dough, glaze, and sprinkles no frills at all no frills no. except many of their donuts are vegan this that is, is true. that is their yeah. thing uh-huh. yeah but it you know they open early uh close early they run out of donuts early like they open like at four don't they? yeah they open crazy. super super uh-huh. early um you know they're very basic i mean you can get coffee there but it's like black drip coffee mm-hmm. like you're not getting anything fancy at ronald's donuts and that's the way it should be if you're getting donuts at ronald's donuts yeah so like i i wonder i i i didn't i wasn't able to find how long they've been around but i feel like that is like like just a chinatown institution um mm-hmm. and a delicious place to get donuts and it's everybody i know who has lived in las vegas for more than like 10 years they're like oh yeah ronald's donuts yeah like you know, I'll say, where's the best donuts in town? Oh, Ronald's. You know, that's mm-hmm. where you get the best donuts in town. Not not the fancy places. but And reasonably priced, Oh, too. I mean, they're like, they should be priced mm-hmm. where you can get a dozen donuts for like less than $15. For sure. Which for sure. is, which nowadays is crazy to think about. Yeah, but, that's ridiculous. But they are delicious. Well, right across the street almost is my favorite poke in town, um, it's called Pokemon. I love it. I like literally do Pokemon? not know. What? It's Pokemon, but Pokemon. <laughs> I pronounce it Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's what it's called. Pokemon. Um, best Poke in town. <laughs> it's delicious. Um, super, super fresh, man. Um, they have obviously like the bowls and the burritos and everything. I like to right. make my, my thing. Um, so I can just ensure that they put the least amount of like 
weird stuff in there but like super super fresh and just very simple it's in the same plaza where uh halal guys is located oh excellent yeah so yeah shout out to pokemon that's not not to be confused <laughs> with the card game video game and cartoon right 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 which i'm sure you know nothing about i don't either i don't know but what I just... you're talking about at this moment <laughs> sure you don't so speaking of uh, i know you mentioned but we haven't talked about one yet a ramen spot mm-hmm. so um i think that's one of the things that like our chinatown um you know, is very well known for is the multitude of ramen spots. For sure. Um, you know, I think there's probably more ramen spots than a person can try in Chinatown. I know my favorite, um, you know, is, is Ramen Sora, uh, which is kind of like, you know, it's for me, one of the places, again, first ramen spot I went to in Chinatown. I've been to many others since then, but that's the one I go back to. Like, I feel like just... that's how ramen is. The first yeah. one that you, like, it's like a Cirque show. The first one right. you see is you're sold. Yeah, and it's like it's like chicken noodle soup, too. It's mm-hmm. like you your mom's is the best. Well, my mom does not make ramen, but <laughs> if she did, it'd probably be the stuff at Ramen Sora. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, that's it's definitely my favorite. Now, again, it's one of those places. It's bigger than some of the other it's not big by any stretch of the imagination but it's bigger i think there's more seating because there's like a there's like some tables and then there's like a bar you can sit at um uh but there's always a wait every time i've been there there's been a wait except the first time so i was spoiled Mm -hmm. first time i went no wait every other time i've ever been there there's been a wait but it's totally worth it and again it's one of those places that is open i think it's open till like three or four Mm -hmm. in the morning um i have not been there that late but um, I if I wanted ramen, that'd be where I would go. Um, my favorite ones there is their spicy ramen. Um, I have not had their very spicy ramen because I'm afraid because of how good the spicy ramen is mm-hmm. and how spicy it is. I don't think I could go more than that. And I like spicy food, but I, I have never tried the very spicy, but I do enjoy their spicy ramen. You heard it here, folks. If you want to check out Jacob slurping away, you'll find him at Ramen Sora. That's right. Particularly if I'm not feeling well. That's that's where I go. Ooh, yeah. I will get mm-hmm. Ramen Sora or I will get Thai yellow curry from mm-hmm. a restaurant that's not in Chinatown, unfortunately. But It's good for your heart and soul. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to um, bring up a another uh, tapas, um, what do you call it? Isakaya. Uh, yes. Aichisa. Aichisa. I don't know if um, any of us have been there together, but it is also a little Japanese tapas place. I like it. It's, um, I was going to say, a diferencia de, I don't know how, but like Raku is very like quiet and like, you know, there's a little bit of like the ceremony going on. Aichisa is mm. just loud and bustling and, you know, there's dishes rattling. I also celebrated a birthday there. And, you know, you can just have um, gallons of sake and just nibble on little bites. Gallons. And it's quite tasty. And in that same plaza, um, if you're not in the mood to drink gallons of uh, sake, and I'm not always in the mood, um, is tea station. As Mm. our listeners know, um, I'm quite... I'm of, I, I like to look for sober, friendly options. I don't always want to drink alcohol, despite what it may sound like. Um, so when I'm meeting people, if I want to meet someone like at 10 o'clock at night, I'll meet at um, tea station. And they have a bunch of like boba tea and mm-hmm. um, they have this lovely chrysanthemum tea. They also have a lot of tea-based uh, food dishes. I've never mm-hmm. had any food there, actually. Um, but again, like a late night place to meet someone for a drink. Yeah. Uh, caffeinated drink i think that's a really uh great option so shout out to sober yeah. friendly activities also in chinatown and you can buy tea to take it home there too 
which you is can cool. indeed, yes. Which I know the last time we were there, you you bought. I don't remember what tea it was. That it was you a nice oolong. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just remember you bought some tea while we were there, and it was tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a delicious spot. So, uh, thinking about a d- different type of drink. Mm-hmm. Um, so while not Asian, one of the places that I like to go to in Chinatown, if I do want a drink, just specifically a drink, this is the old Crown and Anchor. Which is mm-hmm. again nice Las Vegas establishment. Yes. Um, same shopping centers, Big Lots, so uh, it's easy to spot. Get but your... it's the smaller of the two Crown and Anchors that exist in town. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great place. Um, it's also a place if you like international sports, soccer, F1 racing, you can generally catch it at Crown and Anchor, um, which is cool because there's not a lot of places that that will show European soccer or will show F1 racing, mm-hmm. and that is one of the places particularly if you're a little bit too far away from like McMullins. Um, so like those are good places to go to check that out. But Crown and Anchor always, again, it's one of those places will always have a special place in my heart. Um, having like, it's one of the first kind of like bars that I would go to when I first moved to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I second that. Um, McMullins is great, but um, Crown and Anchor, this location is just so small and mm-hmm. intimate, you know, and it has, it has a cute vibe and yeah, ditto to the watching the sports games. I actually once watched a hooligans game there. Holy shit. Where are those wow. people from? Where are the hooligans from? No, 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 no. It's like Irish or something or Scottish. Like, well, I thought hooligans, I mean, I, I don't know, there's, I thought hooligans were like the, the fans of just like variety of, yeah. But it's, I mean, you were probably, you were watching European soccer though, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was really rowdy, like British people. And it was like crazy. Like they were throwing around chairs and stuff. Wow. It was like really, really wild. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Not for the bar. I, I, that's, that is a good drinking option for sure. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So the other place that I like to drink and unwind if I'm in Chinatown, now I've been there plenty of times when I have been completely sober, um, but it's probably one of my most favorite places with the most memories in Chinatown is Karaoke Q Studio, which is one of the many karaoke places in Chinatown. Now, this one's just off of Spring Mountain, so it's not on Spring Mountain. It's actually on Jones. Uh-huh. Um, it is uh, right really close to EDO. Tapas yeah, that we yeah. Uh-huh, about. Uh-huh. So it's in the same same shopping center. Right, there. right on the corner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Karaoke Q is great. It's a great place for, you know, the private room karaoke. They can manage groups of all different sizes. They do have a happy hour. Um, but it's just a place they have a really great selection of um, English music. They have a really great selection of Korean music if you're into that. They do actually have a fairly decent selection of uh, Latin music music as well spanish language music because hmm. i have been with friends who who like to sing songs in spanish so uh-huh. it does have a really good diverse like music uh, selection which yeah. is cool not all the karaoke places in town that i've been to i i found that so mm-hmm. um i generally like to go back to karaoke q uh, my favorite thing which which i haven't been in a while but i've 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 noticed um from other people that have gone some of the murals of the rappers that they they were known for in my heart. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them have been covered up, but they still do have them. So if you're walking around, they will have murals of different like gangster rappers, hmm. which I don't know why, but it makes the place even more endearing to me nice. because I love gangster rap. So sure. it's a really great like combination. Um, and they do serve food there as well, so you can get food while you're singing. Um, they are open again, super super late, uh, but they have a variety of like finger foods. 
um, that you can find there. Uh, my favorite food that I have, have had there, which the first time I got it only because I wanted to know what it was. And every other time I go, I usually get it, which is corn cheese, uh-huh. which is, which is apparently like a Korean dish. Yes. Um, and it's just like it sounds. It's corn with cheese on top of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's delicious. It's very, very good. But yeah, karaoke Q, uh, studio is, is like a really cool karaoke joint. If you're into karaoke, Mm-hmm. definitely would recommend it um and the staff there are, are pretty great as well so cool. i know yeah over the years i've seen some of the same staff there like multiple years apart so mm-hmm. yeah well that's a good segue because um one of our critiques is that chinatown has fantastic restaurants but it doesn't have like a lot of diversity um regarding nightlife right like right. they have a yeah. bunch of uh korean um what is that? Karaoke, karaoke places, yeah. but that's pretty much it. Yeah. There are a couple of bars that we do. They're literally like the two bars. There's Golden yeah. Tiki, which is a tiki place, mm-hmm. and which is really fun. I really like it. Yeah, it's great Again, place. birthdays. All of my birthdays right. are in Chinatown. I've celebrated several birthdays there. Um, they make a really nice daiquiri. They have this thing called the Scorpion Bowl, which is like curacao with all these different types of liqueurs, and like 80 people can drink out of it. Um, but they also can, have one of the last original Dole Whip machines in the ah, country. That is true. Yes, yeah. you can get it with or without rum. Right. Um, but it can get and they have fantastic music. Like I have mm-hmm. um, danced my butt off there um, many a times. But it can get kind of loud and rowdyish. So another good option is Sand Dollar, yes. which is like right off of the freeway, like um, immediately on West Spring Mountain when you get off the freeway. It's in this super nondescript little like Motel Six looking. kind Kind of building, yeah, pretty much. Which we've I've mm-hmm. discovered like the courtyard sometimes hosts events and stuff like that. Oh. But it's um uh historically it's an old bar. It's been yeah. around for like fifty years. Famously, like Mick Jagger and Nat yeah. King Cole and a bunch of people like after their shows would come and jam with people locally. And so it's a blues bar. It's there's been several iterations since it opened, maybe like seven years ago. Uh, ownership has changed several times, but always really, really good blues. Yeah, oh yeah, um, very soulful musicians playing there, um, and their cocktail scene is quite fantastic. Um, yeah. They have a, Really nice cocktail selection. The barware is quite gorgeous. Oh, yeah. The barware so, is what I what I remember right? mostly and, about the cocktails. And yeah, and so like they they put a lot of money into like the decor and everything. Um, it does get a little smoky, is what I would say. And yeah. then again with the live music, it can get loud. So like a nice sexy place to have a cocktail cannot be had in Chinatown. So I'm putting this out there to all the food and beverage people. Please bring in. Some sort of wine bar or a cocktail bar. I would literally, I'd be there every day, practically. Or you're gonna open it. Yes. Yeah. One or the other. One or the yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the last place that I want to mention is actually not in Chinatown, but could fit in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And there's, we've had conversations about this, but there's a lot of Asian restaurants that have been opening on South Rainbow. Yes. Uh, so both just north of the 215 and then south of the 215. So um, while it is a technically a chain restaurant, um, it is one of the only places and the only place I've been to in Las Vegas where you can get Korean fried chicken, which is Bonchon. So fantastic. And Korean fried chicken is my new favorite thing. So and it's I hard will... to make, man. 
Oh, I, mean, I would imagine. It, it's it, like double fried and perfect. Yeah, there's a lot of shitty Korean fried yeah. chicken out there, actually. And this is, and they use rice flour, so it is very different than what you're used to with fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, banchan, at least our banchan, is very uh, very clean inside. Um, they do have a little bar where you can get um, some mixed drinks. You can also get beer and wine, and um, they do have Korean beer as well, which is cool, and they have soju and whatnot. Um, but it's a great, great place. They do have other Korean dishes. I, I I've only gotten the fried chicken just because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've heard their dumplings are actually quite good as well. That's that's the one thing that I've heard consistently. Um, but yeah, I love the fried it's, chicken. It's the rice flour, man. Yeah, it does something. It, yeah. Yeah. And I just recently went to a different f- Korean fried chicken restaurant in Colorado. And like, again, different, very different style. It's still Korean. But yeah, it's like the rice flour just it's got a different crunch to it. Mm-hmm. And it holds up better. Um if you if they're leftovers, I've noticed that as well. Oh, uh-huh. like it's better as leftovers than like other like American style fried chicken because it's you. still crispy. It's interesting how um, the flour makes makes the chicken like uh, blue ribbon fried chicken. Their fried chicken is uh, uh, quite delicious, yes. and it's made out of matzo. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So oh. actually, if you look at like interesting fried chickens out there. Um, I don't know uh, pollo campero, what they uh, fry theirs in, what the batter is. Love. Yes. And, yeah, just love, pretty much. It's fried in love. Um, but that's kind of <laughs> what makes it. But uh, I actually, um, so I want to second that. I actually want to no- nominate another place um, that should belong in Chinatown, also yeah. on Rainbow. Uh, what was Allison doing on that side of town? Who knows? Ask. Something sketchy, I'm sure. Getting my Korean food down. So shout out to Soyo. Korean restaurant. It is on oh. located on Warm Springs and Rainbow. And in my mind, I think it's actually like the best Korean restaurant. That's a bold statement. Oh dude. wow, yeah. Uh, but it's the best Korean food I've had in town. So they do have they do have Korean barbecue, but they have like thousands of other dishes. They have okay. like this fantastic whole fish that is lightly fried. I've gotten the bulgogi there. Um, they have these rice cake noodle thingy majiggies. Um, the menu like has changed um, in the last couple of years that I've been going, but um, it's absolutely delicious. It also it has like a whole back kind of vibe, like okay. a street vibe. So it's very young and hip. Uh, again, right. you know, drinking gallons of sake and whatever. And what the last time I went, actually, they served us um, green tea in like Miller Lite pitchers. So it, it, it's yeah. kind of lowbrowy, yeah. So. Um, or awesome. Yeah. So it'd be awesome if they opened a location in Chinatown. Yeah. Just saying. So I would not have to drive to Pahrump for good Korean. Putting I it mean, out there. Some of us don't have to drive very far because we live in that area. Uh, hashtag whatevs. And you used to live there, so. A while ago. But anyway, yeah. I mean, Chinatown is fantastic. Yeah, it is. I mean, we could literally have probably 10 episodes just on Chinatown restaurants. Mm-hmm. But we're just going to give you one right now. Um, but we do want to know what your favorite places in Chinatown are that we may not have been, because as we mentioned, if there are upwards of like 700 restaurants, we definitely have not been to all of them. No. So uh, please tweet at us, Facebook us, mm-hmm. send carrier pigeons, paper airplanes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Find us, tell us what your favorite restaurants are in Chinatown so we can eat more good food. Because that's a goal. Yeah. It's Chinatown, Jake. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw.
But who do we got with us today, oh, Allison? Sorry, so we we can't back, end the episode just yet. <laughs> well, we have our producer who is like tired and whatnot. Right. Jose Sotelo, as always, beautiful human being. Um, research assistance by his lovely, <laughs> lovely wife, uh, Ashley Pacheco. Their offspring, Sebastian. Um, creative assistance by Berta Gutierrez. And you want to nominate, you want to name the dog. The dog in the den of descent, as always, is Raven. We don't know. Do we... Do we know how Raven feels about uh, different Asian foods? No. So we're going to have to find out. Um, it will not be on purpose, but it will, probably will be on accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'll know how she feels because uh, we know that we know certain food she already loves. We'll let you know. Yeah. All right. Thank you awesome. all. Awesome. Bye. Yeehaw. Bye. Giddy up. Giddy up. There you go, Allison.